0: Hello everyone! Welcome to this week's Indie Artist Music Hustle with Blonde Intelligence. I'm your host, Miss Ronnie, where I always seek to give you exquisite cranial repertoire. This week we have a very special guest. We have Swift Life. Say hello to everyone. What's up? What's up? How you doing today? Blessings. We're doing fine over here. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna let you take over and let you tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Okay.
1: Now, my name is Swift Life. I I'm a artist originally born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. I I create music. I consider it music with a message. music with a message, but also have a nice vibe behind it. You know, music that people can relate to. You know, it's cool to hear all the violence, you know, because people entertaining off of that. But it ain't always cool when it's happening to people that you know. So had to change the narrative a little bit and create music where you can actually vibe with, with your family in your living room instead of smacking your child in the mouth because he said the wrong word. You see what I'm saying? So I try to create that. And what helped me to create that type of music, what gave me that thought process to create that type of music is, you know, my father was a Jehovah witness and couldn't bring rap around him. Because like, when I was younger, I used to had to hide like my three, six mafias, my ice cubes. You feel me? I used to have to hide those under my bed like if they was illegal. Because if my father seen them, he would snap them in half and throw them out the window. You know what I'm saying so. I tried to change it up to so like, all right, let me make music that you know, music they can relate to without the cussing, out the violence, just to get his approval. And I found out that I was real good at it. It came real easy to me, and you know, everything else was history after that. So, I mm-hmm. mean, I'm making music, and I make music based on you know, things I'm dealing with in life. So, like, if I'm angry then I'm going to make a song that's going to show the anger. If I'm um, frustrated, same way, motivated, same way, inspired. I mean, those are the type of songs I make. So basically, my music is, at, in a nutshell, it's just my lyrical diary. It tells Every song tells a little bit about me in every song. You'll never hear me rapping about spinners and big wheels if I don't got it out there in the parking lot. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> You'll never hear me rapping about big chains and tattoos and you don't see nothing on my skin and you don't see nothing around my neck. I don't do stuff like that, you know, so.
0: So what would you consider your genre to be?
1: I consider my genre to be, I mean, I feel like, I feel like that I'm a cautious slash, a conscious slash life rapper. I mean, like, because I try to put, I feel like it's conscious because. I make music where you can where it actually inspires people, motivate people, but I'm a life rapper because like I say I talk about things that's going on in my life at the time. So I
0: feel like Tell me about your latest single.
1: Well, my latest single is called Can't Stress Me. Mm-hmm. Right? It's called Can't Stress Me. It's more like with a, a reggae vibe to it, something different. I try to tap into because I'm half American, half Jamaican. I never made a reggae, never even attempted to make a reggae track. And all my brothers, you know what I mean, got at me about that. Like, look, I like I like all this music you're making, but when you going to make a music for our family to, you know, rock and vibe to? So I made this track yeah. called Can't Stress Me. And it's basically saying that, you know, some things that's there are automatically there. I mean, but you can't let them stress you because it, it's, it's a health hazard. And some things, I mean, if you can't get to it, you can't get to it. So the song Can't Stress Me is basically like, for example, bills. I mean, bills can be stressful, but they're there. They're not going to go nowhere. You got to pay them in order to live. You know I mean, bill collectors can be stressful until you pay them. <laughs> you know what I, mean? You know what I mean, people can be stressful, but just because they can be stressful don't mean that you got to let them stress you. Right. You know? And that's what the whole that's what the whole vibe of that song. And that man I got pretty good. Good feedback on that, on that track. Ready to put a video together for it.
0: Uh, did I give you feedback on that track? Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. <sighs> <laughs> so tell me about what do you think the state of hip hop is right now?
1: Say that. Repeat that for me one more time.
0: What do you think the state of hip hop is right now? Right now, I just feel like
1: it's just it's honestly it's evolving. It's evolving as as, as the time go. It's definitely changed from what it originally was, you know, because the new genre, the new millennials coming in and of course new millennials coming in with new ideas. So it's constantly rapidly changing. But certain narrative that it was originally started for, I feel like it's slowly getting depleted I mean, It's, it's more about, it's starting to be more about in me mean, what's catchy versus the truth. I mean, it mm-hmm. was more about the truth and how you feel and people that can relate to what was going on for the truth. Now it's about, like I say, it's about what, what sounds good with rhymes in me mean, and what catch people's attention. And okay. I, yeah, and I don't, I don't really agree with that, I man. Because I, I feel like that, like, and then people expose themselves like that because be like, well, you know, it'll be an interview, long line down the line, and the artist be like, well, no, that was just that was just for a promotion. I'm like, hold up, well, we were listening to that song, thinking that it was real, and I found mm-hmm. out that you only did that just to get the views and the, you know, I mean, the public opinion. That's not cool to me. Like, I don't believe in ghost writers and none of that. I feel like. If you don't write your own it's not legit it's not legitimate it's not official if somebody else is writing it and handing it to you, but you, well, got you. i'm gonna disagree with
0: that one I'm, I'm and, always- the, <laughs> and the, no i'm gonna disagree with that one because you cannot assume that everybody is where you're at and although a person may have an idea up here their weakness may be to get it on that paper they may conform can perform it well and a lot of times when you work with writers they learn your personality and what will come across from you and to try to make it as believable as possible. So all the time, ghostwriters are just not spitting out songs. They're helping a person write a song or to formulate their conception. So I don't think that ghostwriting is bad at all times. Even like I had uh, worked with an artist has a beautiful voice, but to me, her writing skills was not there but she did have the concepts in her mind so that would be a good collaboration with her to have a writer so having a ghost writer is not bad in all situations
1: okay well let me correct that then a ghost writer for me does not work because it's it's way difficult because i've been doing this and the way i built my concept on my own mind, my own opinion, putting it to paper. It's difficult for somebody to write something for me and for me to try to, you know, what I mean, put that on my own words, it will never come out the same in my mind. So me personally, ghostwriting is not is is not is not good for me.
0: And I'm gonna tell you to have an open mind. <laughs> I do. I, well,
1: in the past,
0: the ones that I've gotten in
1: the past that I've tried, I had difficult with, so that's why I, that's why that's my my pain on that. But because I, I think about that, because oh, there's a lot of ghostwriters out here. <laughs> that's starting to be the new thing now, like, and I just feel like it's because the artists got so much on their plate and so much on their schedule. Got to be here, fly there, fly there. They don't really have the time to sit down that whole hour, two hours to write a song. Versus somebody just sending them an email and they check it out when they need to. So I understand it's part of the, you know, the process of keeping everything going on a steady flow. But me personally, I would prefer to write my own.
0: Okay, Tell me about because I know you said you listen to Three Six Mafia and it's just from old school and all that. Back in the day when I was coming, women in hip hop was respected. And they would tell you, I mean, like Queen Latifah, Moni Love, all these different rappers like that. What do you think happened in female hip hop from the Queen Latifah era up until now?
1: Okay, I feel, I feel like, like the women, as far as with the first as R and B, you know, they was respected. They was speaking their opinion. They it was emotional. It was real. It was legit. I mean it was stories that they was telling about their life and you I mean their opinions. But somehow from then to now, it just went from it's like the females start to get more, I don't know how to say the words, like they started trying to be like more like the men. You know I mean like on the rapping tip, grabbing they in between their legs, like they got something there. It mean, and it just like the lyrics, everything changed from the lyrics. I guess from, from the lyrics that they would spit into the way they started dressing and you know, mean So it's like, they, I feel like a, the female, when did like, that happen? Say it again. When did that happen? When did it happen? Um, honestly, I just feel like over time, I'm, I'm guessing it has a lot to do with, I mean, some experiences that they went through and decided to deliver it a different way. And then it started off with um like when Rod Digger came out and you know, with with her attitude, you know, beat that chick with a bat and you know what I mean. And then it started to get more aggressive, but then it started to be catchy. So they realized that you know what, this is a vibe. People started to like to see a woman not only just singing and expressing herself, but they like to see the anger part of her, the aggression in her as well. And that's what started to sell and start to push. And then it went from that. It's, it's like it's constantly elevating. It's constantly, it's constantly elevating. And now it's the point where, I mean, no morals. I feel like the morals is starting to get depleted. Like they don't care. Like before, you used to feel like you was naked when you had something on that was too tight or you constantly walking, pulling it down. Now you're trying to find the smallest, the skimpiest, the most see-through, the most seductive thing you can find when your intention is not even to seduce nobody, it's just for show. It's just for show and it's just for for comments and likes. And I mean over time now the newer, the newer generation females that's coming out singing and rapping, that's the area, that's the route that they coming out at. They're coming out with this aggression. They're coming out with this. Ass- do you think that's
0: do you think of- that's commercialized rap? Or do you think that that's uh the trend now? Because I think that, well, I used to teach a class. And what we taught was you get more of what you pay attention to. So if you pay attention to these violent and sexual um, lyrics and videos and everything, and they start shooting up to the top, that's what everybody else is going to try to do. Do you think, because traditionally, I think that women in hip hop was, very authentic, I think hip hop was authentic to begin with, very authentic, and it's like, yeah, it evolved, but what shaped the evolution of the disrespect, the tight clothes uh I don't all those different things, and I mean just the looseness with the the sex and everything. I don't think people even even now, they'll get married and still have open marriages. I mean, so do you think hip-hop now is like representing much more negativity than positivity because it started out with positivity but it's like you can barely even pick out 10 commercial artists that keep that positivity going. It's like it's all negative.
1: Right. And I, I do. I believe that, I definitely believe that that's what they're promoting now. Because like you said, that's what catchy, that's what That's what people is tuning into. And and they it shows that your numbers would be a lot higher if you're rapping about guns and drugs versus rapping about bringing everybody together. And it's to the point where now labels, certain labels that you get with they're going, that's what they're going to promote. That's what they're going to turn their artists into. They're going, they're going, they're going to tell you, you need to go get tattoos. If you're a man, they're going to tell you, you're going to have to go dye your hair. you going to have to go, like, you can't be no plain artist rap and, and be a rapper and be a, a gangster rapper. You're going to have to join some type of gang. It's like, these are the things you got artists rapping and saying like, like for instance, you got Cardi B saying, you know, if you're not gang, gang, you lame. So now people think that gang is a good thing. May when you got people like NBA Youngboy with guns in his videos. So now kids, so now people think coming up in videos and TikTok is cool to have a gun in their in, in they videos. So I definitely believe that before when it first started out, it was positive. It was it was inspiring and it was motivational. Now it's definitely just negative And some of it even disrespectful. And I ain't gonna lie. Some of it just literally just like, some of it just like, how did it even get played? Because it's just it's not promoting enough.
0: Because it, 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 it's a
1: business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not in, in this. And what people don't understand is when you when you're in that limelight that people are looking at things that you say and things you do it matters. Like especially and Beyonce, you feel me? I feel like a lot of people like to the point where they basically like worship her. You know? And it's because of all the years she's been in the industry, the different things she have done, and she built that following. So people don't, a lot of people don't understand that when you're in that limelight, you are you got people, whether they're young or old, that actually admire you and to the point where they might even want to try to dress like you. If you're saying that you don't wear Jordans, I mean, when that whole thing had happened and people was burning up their shoes because they, I mean, because of the whole problem was going on, you know what I mean? So people don't understand, like, the effect is just bigger than just you being on camera. Like, you actually representing a bigger crowd of people than you don't even have a clue of. You see what I'm saying? So when you promote certain things and you say it's okay, they are listening to them like, all right, cool, that's okay. We can do it this way. And if you say something that is not okay, then you got people that's going to do the same thing, vice versa. They're going to listen to what you're saying. And I feel like that had a lot to do with the turnaround of the hip hop community that we are in now. It's because of rappers are the new dictionary. Basically, like they make up words and then people out here saying it. You mean they putting their own definitions behind it and people just running uh, with it. You're know I mean? so, not
0: the only one. Remember,
1: Remember, It's too many of them. And some of them are like, what? what? What does that mean? And you just heard it because because Kevin Gates said it, or you just heard it because Money Bag Yo said it. So now that they're constantly saying it, now you're saying now. Now we got ops out here. Now you know, look, it took me a while to realize what an op was. I was like, well, like, well, like, your yeah, ops. I'm like, is that, if that's your enemy, that's your opponent. It's your opposition. It's your opposition. I, yeah. <laughs> it, it was confusing to me because you know I, I had to catch up with some of the lingo's too. And I was like,
0: <laughs> I was like, okay, that's what we're doing today. You know what I mean? So tell me, what do you think about the YouTube streets? I always tell artists that bloggers and bloggers and people who review music in all those different places and avenues are very important to artists. Right now, there's a a big, I mean, just mess on YouTube involving one artist, and it's not because of her music. And bloggers can make or break you. What do you think about these YouTube streets? And not only just the YouTube street, um, social media platforms and how artists can slip into something that has nothing to do with the music and have all these social media beefs and everything. You know, the bigger celebrities, they say stuff on Instagram, on Twitter and have Twitter beefs and all that. So what do you think about particularly the YouTube streets? Because people actually make videos social media a lot of it is just tweets or posts or something like that but you can actually do damage with a video so what is your take on artists getting involved in social media beef and how do you feel like it helps or hinders their career
1: well i honestly i feel like that's a that's a dangerous route to go because it made it all the like, yeah, YouTube is good for promoting videos because, you know, you got almost everybody has YouTube. Even if you're not on it, your phones come with it. So everybody has access to YouTube. And it's just all about in order to get the right, the the good feedback and the actual views. It's a consistent thing. Like You got to constantly you can't just put on there one day and then and then don't don't hop back on there for the rest of the year. It's something that you got to keep constantly promoting. So it's more, it's like a job. You gotta constantly promote it in order to get the feedback that you want. But as far as like with the with the beefing, some I feel like some rappers intentionally do that just to get that buzz because like what we was talking earlier, negativity and sex is with self. So somebody that's talking trash and beefing against this person gonna have a lot more eyes on them versus somebody that's just sitting at their job, you know, doing their work. So, but then it's to the point where People don't have sense of humor like that no more. Everybody's so serious. Everybody's so, you know what I mean, like pride stricken. You know what I mean it's a pride thing now with a lot of people. Like, who do you think you're talking to? You don't even know that person, but who think you talking to? So it goes from just arguing back and forth to the point where it gets so heated. I look at the one guy, he was um he was arguing with the guy on Facebook, um, I think it was on Instagram, and it got to the point where he said, Man, you can pull up. And he gave him this address. He said, I'm on my way home, meet me there. And they met him there and they killed him. Like, as soon as he passed it, he, he sent it, and two hours later he was dead. So That is crazy. Yeah, so so it's, it's a dangerous game. It used to be, back in the day, it was like, you know, if, if Jay-Z considered the great, but you feel like that you got good, good music and you mean that your flow is good too, what you would do was you would challenge him. You would challenge him because that would give you a chance to show your truth, and that would give him a chance to defend his truth. And it could be a hit or a miss. You, you, you might break even. I mean, he might still win, but at the end of the day, you still got a lot of people, a lot of notifications, a lot of views. Because yeah, you might have lost to him because he's great, but you didn't lose by far. You take everything to heart now, and I feel like that's the reason why, why it's it's the way it is now. Like I said, it's a dangerous game because it it can make you, like you said, it can make you or break you. I mean. You do it the right way and consistently and constantly keep dropping good material. You're going to get the views. You're going to get the people commenting. And before you know, you go viral. And the same way you fight and they arguing against somebody that you've never seen, but then you get to the point where now you go do a show. And of course, when you do a show, it's just like people, they argue with people and then they post where they're going to be at. And then they pull up and shoot you in the dang old seafood restaurant or they'll shoot you at the waffle <laughs> house. You know mean? Or they'll kill you or they'll shoot at you at your concert. I mean, but it all came from you saying that I'm better than you or you saying I didn't like the last word on your song or you need to do that song over. Stupid stuff like that. So I feel like media, I feel like the media definitely plays a part in that. But it's a hit and miss. But it's a dangerous game when you're trying to go that route to purposely, intentionally beef with somebody just to be able to get your views and your numbers up. Because not everybody has a sense of humor and going to take everything you say on the chin especially if you don't know a person like Yo, you don't know me Automatically, right then and there it's already a negativity it's a negative vibe right there because who you talking to you don't know me you don't know nothing about me well i don't need to know nothing about you blah 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 Next thing, you know pull up then pull up then <laughs> it's a lot of internet gangsters and then there's a lot of real gangsters you know what i'm saying that's why it's a dangerous game.
0: that's
1: my take on it
0: okay well i thank you for coming I want you to give everybody, I'm going to say some words of encouragement Tell everybody, the latest single, where they can find it at, and your social media handle.
1: Okay. Well, first I must say, if you are artists of any sort, with any kind of talent, don't never let nobody discourage you from pursuing that. Just because that person think that has their own opinion on something, that's not your opinion. Go with your heart. And at the end of the day, if you stay true to it, it will fan out. It will fan out in the end. It's because somebody say you can't make it over there. Don't listen to that until you at least try to attempt to make it over there. I mean, And that's my positivity on that because from experience, people told me there's a lot of things I couldn't do and I've done it and now they're quiet. So that's 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 my take on that. As my new single, "Can't Stress Me," the name is spelled C Y A A N. Stress me because it's, it's spelled in the patois Jamaican form. So it's mm-hmm. C Y A A N. Stress S T R E S S M I is me. So it's "Can't Stress Me," and you can find it on all streaming platforms from Pandora to iHeartRadio. And you can mm-hmm. find me as well on all platforms under my name Swift Life S W I F L Y F E. On Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. If you go on my TikTok, go select one of my songs and make a video to it. Tag me in it. If you feel sad, you may never know. Networking is always there. I'm always willing to collab and network with people, with like-minded individuals. May, I appreciate you having me on your show. Much love and respect to you as well.
0: Hey, much love and respect to you. <laughs> Well, y'all heard him. You can find him on all streaming platforms. You can find him on social media network at Swift Life. If you are going to do a TikTok to one of his songs, you can tag him in it. Make sure you follow him. Remember, you can find us on all podcasting platforms iHeart, Pandora, Spotify, all those places. You also can find us streaming live on all the social media platforms Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitch, LinkedIn. And you also can find us on rpentradio.com where you will hear Swift's Life's latest single in the Freedom Mix. And we will see you next week. Thank you for coming. Bye. Hey, it's me, Miss Ronnie, the host of Indie Artist Music Hustle with Blonde Intelligence. We now have expanded our platform to include RP Entertainment Radio out of Dallas. That's right, in addition to the podcast on Spotify, AHA, Apple, Pandora, and live streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, and more, now Indie Artist Music Hustle is part of the Freedom Mix every Wednesday at 8 p.m. on RPENTradio.com. The show includes interviews with indie artists and other entertainment professionals, as well as artist reviews. The artist interview or review music will be featured in the Freedom Mix. To schedule an interview or submit for a review, visit www.blond-intelligence.com or email submissions at rpentradio.com. Blonde Intelligence is a registered trademark.